He kōna i pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. This is Uru Pounamu, a talk series collaboration with RNZ National and Moana Radio in Tauranga. Join me, Justin Murray, Māori language kayako ngairo iruera and Moana Radio host, Te Patara, as we discuss, analyse and unpack kaupapa or issues affecting Māori in this forever changing modern world. Te uri uri te he nako nako kata. Katau whakatau ha te rangi e tūnei, katau whakatau ha te papa e takutui honi. Katau whakatau ha te mātuku mai rarotonga. Oia irukuhia manua pauroto, koia irukuhia manua paua. Whakatīna kia tīna te morei Hawaiki, e pupu ana, e wawau ana, tārewa tūki te rangi. Aue ke aiki, e ke panu, e ke tangaroa, e ke hohoro, anu, anu. Aramai te toki, hau, uie. Ete tī, ete tā, nau mai haramai ki tēnei whare o te tī reiraka. Ana, he, he, oh, he momo, he manu te tī reiraka nō reira. Uh, Narongi tērā o ngā whakaaro, ara, karere haere tēnei manu ki roto i wākautou wākainga. Waiho mātou hei, hei, hei hiki tō rangi meki. Welcome to Uru Pounamu. My name is Justine Murray. Kua ute nei hei whakamahia i ngā tapu-tapu i konei. Kia ora, kōrua. Kei te pēhia, kōrua. Ai, te pai. Tino pai no ātū. Tēnā, tēnā koe tūa hinei o tira, tēnā tātou e, e pīkari mai nei nā taringa. Uh, ko te pāinga anō, te pīkari mai nā taringa. Kia kau e pīka ko mai nā taringa. Hono, <laughs> uh, tino pai taku wiki. Pukau mahi e hoama. Uh, engari e, e hari te mea, koe anaki te tangata puku mahi te nei ao. Nere, mihi nei kia koutou, me akoutou toronga i rotu i nga haeringa o tēnei wiki. Tēnei rata mihi atu kia koutou a ngā kaiwhakarono, huri noang, tō tātou moana a tauranga, ka mihi atu kia koutou. So let's uh, mehuri tātou ki te kaupapa te o te wiki nei. Yes, kia hati nei mea te, te decolonisation kia koe. Just a broad question and we've taken some responses and had some uh, back of mic discussions yeah. uh, around, you know, where could this go? And then not so much we're fearful, we're just apprehensive that it is a huge kaupapa. So we're going to challenge ourselves to get through as many angles as possible. Okay, the more you talk about the colonization, and I'll call the decolonization, to put things simple, it's just stripping yourself of that word colonization and everything that it means. Uh, we all know what it means, but how do we decolonize ourselves? Very hard one, that one, especially in this society. Being governed by a predominant uh, race, I suppose. Mai rano, mai ngā wao, ngā tīpuna, ngā pakanga o, o, tā, o tātou tīpuna. This has been around forever. As far back as then to now, it's still on people's minds. How do we decolonize I think each individual have their own ideas of decolonization, but the other question is how do we go about it since we're so influenced by what's happening now in society. Hmm. You know, I'll throw this out there, Fano. There's, um, there's some things I like about the way my life is right now that I don't want to get rid of. And, um, you know, that's full, in full realisation that it comes from a certain 
background and it's based on certain principles. You know, um, my ability to be able to money manage, um, I, I would say that comes from a non-Māori bearing. Mm. For for the large part, as I understand it in the current context, that's not to say that our, our people traditionally weren't economically or, or, or fiscally, um, what do you call it, literate, because they were, and, and, and in their own context, they were um, quite fine and quite masterful at their own uh, economic um, strategies, planning, and, and all the rest of it that goes with it. But, you know, the, the practice, some of the practices I've picked up today um, it actually helped me cope with the way the world is, um, and I've had to assimilate um, or, or, or accept that, that part of my colonised being to allow mm. me to move forward in certain mm. aspects mm. of my life. Um, there are other aspects of my being are not happy with um, those practices. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a balancing act with um, uh, trying to be consistent with who I want to be in terms of who I am as Māori, as, as a Māori, with whakapapa Māori, and who I am also as a Pākehā, with uh, whakapapa Pākehā. Mm. I guess really... The whole argument around colonisation is, for me, being able to every now and then um, accept perspective on what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, the decisions I'm making moving forward. Yeah, I tell you on a No, 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 no. Fuck, I hear my. There are things that, uh, as Māori, we have accepted. There's things that we try to hold on to mm. like he said again it's a balancing act and it's up to the individual whatever he wants to me as long as you're not hurting or harming anybody in any way uh, including yourself and your family I think there's a way forward for decolonization for me, I think within Uruponamu over our recent shows, we've somehow woven that thread of colonisation into our quarter, whether it's how our tikanga has changed, mm. how we wear black. I remember as a young girl seeing this young Māori wahine wearing um, bright yellow to a tangihanga. Now, it wasn't until I got older that the whole wearing of black was some sort of you know social construct. Um, adapted from mm. from from Ingarangi, mm. ah. um, so I suppose when you're young and you see these sorts of things of how colonialism has impacted our you know our people, yeah. So moving forward, decolonisation. When I think of that quote from Bob Marley, "Emancipate yourself from mental slavery." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the quote that uh, I think. Okay, uh. what does colonisation really mean to me? Just because at the end of the day, I have a ANZ bank card and a and a car and a home and a mortgage mm. and all those sorts of things that comes with living in today's modern times. But I find being at my marae and with my whānau is our own little, in a sense it's our, dare I say it, a little cocoon where we do things our way. So kuera taku, kuera aku rimahinati. Yeah, I think the, the interchange uh, in terms of using, of in terms of accepting what's useful for the time being, and discarding what is unuseful is, you know, it's nothing new. It's it, it was going on before our Pākehā Whanaunga got here. Um, Māori were doing the same thing. We travelled from Hawaii to get here. We had to mm. build a whole new way of life because, you know, geographically we were dealing with, our tūpuna were dealing with different issues when they got to Aotearoa. First of all is the temperature. Second of all mm. is what type of crops grow in this whenua, uh, foodstuffs, fresh water. 
Um, all those things are different from 3,000 miles in the rearview mirror. So they had to uh, discard and they had to colonise them, uh, the land and themselves and create a culture um, that was stemmed out of Aotearoa um, themselves. Now, I'm not trying to create a, um, a way out here or an exit strategy in terms of our discussion, but um, I think sometimes we just got to be careful if we go too, too extreme and say, no, 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 we need, a col- we need to decolonise ourselves, we need to strip ourselves of everything. Yeah, okay, that's cool. If that's what you want to do, go for it. Um, I wouldn't suggest it myself because you have to be careful peeling back the layers because, you know, sometimes it's like ripping off a bandage. Colonisation in itself, isn't it? Uh, it's probably been around for as long as people have been on the earth and uh, became semi-sentient and decided they wanted something that someone else had. But, uh, you know, if you think of the history of humankind, the, the history of, of people on earth, it's my... Um, Good guess, I'm crossing both my fingers here, um, is that it's been around for that long. Is decolonisation in a way, um, stepping away from the dominant thinking and culture and creating your own Māori, Samoan, Raratongan, is it stepping away from that dominant thinking or learning how to take on other tools of education. Yeah, it's probably not about wearing not, black. Yeah, not, not accepting it for face value. It's about um, seeing through the facade because for the most part we, we wear masks, we behave a certain way because we accept certain things. But it's about um, understanding what, what lies under that, what's, what's the thinking around it, what is it, what is it couched in. I was just thinking while I was, uh, you know, contemplating the many mysteries of the universe, how adaptable our people are. You know, the word assimilation is is nothing new in our vocab, um, and it comes up in this similar to, uh, bubble of uh, discussion with colonisation around assimilation. So our people um, in the last two hundred plus years have um, been masterful at assimilating, taking on what the colonising force uh, wanted us to adhere to. Um, and then at the same time uh, maintaining the struggle to remain who they uh, true to who they once were. I was just uh, going back to what Naido was saying about our cheapness coming across here, how they had to adapt, you know, to the to the environment, to the, the food around the place. And, and we've had to adapt right from way back then to now. Mm. And I come back to the same thing again he was talking about. It's a better balance. If one lot can do it, I can't see why the other can't and meet halfway. Uh, the question of the week is, what is decolonisation? What does that mean to you? Now, of course, we need to, you know, hey, hey, if I could find we decided or nay, we decided, well, I decided to do a little bit of digging. So from 1968, Tuhoe scholar John Rangiho gave a lecture. Not too sure where this lecture took place, but it was back in 1968. So we're going to have a look at uh, what he said and maybe offer up some corridor around it. It doesn't uh, specifically pertain to decolonisation, but what it does pertain to is power, which in a way is what colonisation is all about. Brown power then. Pākehā problem, as the President has said, they are our problem because numerically they outnumber us. They are our problem because they're, they're the more dominant group. Dominant because of their history, dominant because of their outlook, dominant because of their attitudes, 
Dominant because of their value systems is against ours. Dominant also because they believe. They believe that this is right, that the things that they are doing is right for every other person. And might I say that they believe this sincerely. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that they're believing this only as a means of being superior, although I suspect that one or two of them may have this, but good on them. This is their privilege. But the fact is that they do outnumber us and they are the more dominant group. And the fact is that we are beholden to them for so many things. So that was uh, the late two-way scholar John Rangiho. 51 years Uh, old, that audio is whanau. Well, he just hit everything on the head. Hammered that nail all the way home. (laughs) He's just covered it all in one little parcel. When he said we are beholden to them, Mm. this is 1968. Well, it's like Ngaido was saying, you know, there are some things that we've adapted to and that we've accepted and probably we wouldn't want to give away or push aside. You know, Mm. if we're thinking about decolonisation, that means getting rid of everything. You know, so there are things there. And I do agree with him about power. Along with that power comes greed. Along with that greed... Born is racism. Si nei, ko te, ko te mahi a te, a te iwi whai mana, he, e noho ai tōna mana, uh, e riro ai mana uh, te iwi e f, uh, mana wera atu e whāngai. So in order to maintain that dominant position, regardless of who the culture is, uh, they need to also create a, a dependency from those who um, who become dependent on their structures, dependent mm. on their um, their institutions, their ways of doing things, their practices, um, and then when we're uh, totally dependent, then we we have no power. We have um, we are totally colonised from that point. So, I guess what decolonisation is about is about um, addressing the power structure and the power relationship, which is um, you know if you've brought wholly into the dominant culture and the dominant institutions and everything that's established, yeah, like Te Rangiho says, uh, good on you. But the uh, issues are created when um, those dominant people experience a power shift and a power share. Um, and of course, you know, some just don't want to give it up because they, they become fearful that a power share means they lose everything they have. And I don't think that's necessarily the argument um, in terms of when we speak of Māori in general, wanting to become partners, wanting wanting that balance between uh, partnership that was guaranteed in the treaty, mm. um, which was what made the treaty so attractive to our tūpuna at the time. They were guaranteed, um, or they were offered and guaranteed in writing a seat at the table. Um, because it hasn't happened wholly, now that these things are being addressed, you know, like the settlements, like the uh, Māori TV, like, you know... Uh, Māori radio. Mm. These these are structures that are designed to address the power and in, uh, inequity and inequality that has been, um, you know, the express domain of the dominant culture for so long here in Aotearoa. Dependency. So, probably just to, just to add to that, I would, I would have thought he gave that lecture yesterday or today. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. It, just speaks to, it speaks to everything around the whole colonisation kaupapa. Right? 1968 whānau. And I think before we launch into our kōrero uh, and our final whakaro, we've got one more clip from the late uh, John Rangiho, who talks about uh, this lecture, Brown Power, 
Pākehā problem. If we are to examine history, then it is quite obvious, isn't it, that the group of people who does make changes in, in any, and I don't like the uh, use of the word race, but in this case we'll use it, in any race are the middle group, your middle group of people, who then set the standards and who are, after all, the majority. And one of the Maori's problem is that the majority of their people are too, too far down the line, and the, whereas they should be in the middle group. And uh, I believe that it is in this area that the, Ma that the Maori families will see the changes. It is in this area of their development it is in this area of endeavour where they will start to move into the middle group, where they will start to move, to move in on the trades and all those other areas in this middle group where the other races have been for so long. One of the stereotypes of Maoris is that they are those people who, who are very good with their hands, but in the main they are the labouring type the drawers the draw of water and the hues of wood or whatever it is that they say. And there we are. But I believe that we are moving into this centre group. And when we start moving into this, then we will start to see this type of change. Is he talking about poverty there, do you think? In no, I, I don't think he is. Mm. I think he's just, he's just saying the placement of our people yeah. is right at the bottom of the list. Right. And then he's talking about... Getting them in that, you know, Iwaiganui in that middle area. Easy to say, very hard to do because powers to be put obstacles in front of families mm -hmm. that want to achieve that and get into that middle area. And if they put obstacles there and, and limit the people from moving into that area there, then you'll get no, no shift at all. Yeah, I think it, I think in a sense he was talking about poverty, but um, I, I took from it probably more an impoverished an impoverished state of mind. Um, it's what mm. you're talking about um, you know, in Bob Marley's lyrics. You know, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. If if the dominant culture has you um, in a dependent state of mind uh, and has you believing the hype, for want of a better mm. term, um, don't then, believe the hype. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know you're gone. You're as um, much use to anyone else as, as a dependent can be. But, as, I mean, as, probably a, a closer example is, um, you know, those parents of ours, of, of, of us out there, kids uh, growing up and they're wanting to test the boundaries and things like that. You know, that's, that's an emerging uh, adult there. And, and this is what we're talking about, about being decolonised and why, you, why there's such experience of tension between the dominant culture and the emerging uh, hybrid culture or, or the, mm. the the person or people or group um, that are trying to recreate reality for themselves, uh, daily reality for themselves. And so it's, um, you know, it's placing tensions on, on the dominant order. You know, I think of my, my whare and, and um, every time the kids want to have an argument, I think, no, it's it's creating tension on the dominant order. <laughs> this, this was a good home. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, they're growing up. You know, they're, they're, they're testing the boundaries. And, and you know, in, in that small example I'm talking about, it's, 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 um, it's creating a power share. Um, and um, I guess the, the real tension um, comes when, um, when the pace of their power share is <laughs> sort of outstrips uh, the parent's ability to cope with letting go. And it's, it's the same sort of um, uh, metaphor 
on the dominant culture when they um, just uh, what is being asked for outstrips their um, what they perceive to be their ability to let go. He kai mo te hiri kapo, he kare aroto, he urupaungamu. Um, so the question of the week is, how do you define decolonisation? And if you were just listening before the break, Fana, we've featured a few whakaro from the late Tuhoi scholar uh, John Rangiho. Bit of a prophecy then. Nairo, any whakaro from that? Uh, quite in your face. Uh, yeah, that sort of parting comment around, um, you know, if, if we lose the... If we lose the repositories of things like whakapapa and connection to our whare tipuna, connection to our symbols of who we are and our way of life, um, they, you know, gradually and over a period of time as, um, as succeeding generations grow without that connection, those symbols of who we were and who we are of the old world, uh, you know, they're steadily lost. It's like, yeah, it's like he's... Um, <laughs> Alive today and looking around and, and mm. just um, speaking to his observations. But, you know, to think of the poignancy of this being talked about 50 years ago, you know, and it, and it probably happened at a more accelerated rate then because they'd yes. been going through that um, urbanisation period. Um, so, you know, they would have got the pretty raw sort of observations. Mm. You know, even though it's 50-odd years ago, uh, what he's mentioned is actually happening. So, great man, great scholar. There's not not that much that you can add to that. Let's oh. get into our final Ficaro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to, I paint, that. <laughs> just to paint a picture, Fana. You know, Matua is just lax back in his leather chair <laughs> with his, you know, port tie on. He's very, he's he's giving me chilled vibes at uh, the moment. Mina he piper tona, mina wana hiripa. So final fakaro. Um, okay, I'll go first. Decolonization to me is um, a word that. Well, I think it's a word that, and this is coming from my studies of recent of of over the past couple of years. Decolonization is always thinking about the coloniser. Mm. I prefer the word, you know, hononga. And a hononga to me is about connecting to who you are as Māori, who I am as Tauranga Moana, who I am as Naitirangi, as Ngāti Ranginui, and moving in a space that's comfortable to me and e rātunga momo āhuatanga. So that's my final whakaro e te whānau. Right. Knowing who you are, Knowing what you are, knowing where you come from. In your own mind, you can decolonize yourself. But just remembering those three things. myself and my wife, we bought a tiny home. We're not going full hippie. But um, but it's that same sort of thing. It's it speaks to the same sort of process. We're trying to decolonise our way of life. You know, we we struck a period, uh, say a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, where we just sat down, and looked around, and realised we had so much materially, and some of our closest friends in Fano um, just had nothing, and um, we accepted within ourselves that we didn't need all that that material 
the material goods the you know that we we had bought wholly into a cons- into the consumer culture um, and so we decided that um, we needed to do things differently um, and so we you know we went out and got a tiny home and that was really the big turning point in ours trying to decolonize our way of life trying to get off the grid I'm, I'm, I'm excited around this seemingly new way of life you know getting into marakai and mm, mm. Uh, I'm sort of drawing the line at living next door to uh, uh, pigs but uh, <laughs> even though I'm living next door to pigs <laughs> you know it's, it's the same similar sort of process it's about um, addressing the it's about addressing what you're buying into and looking at it and, and deciding for yourself and, and determining for yourself that self-determination call it or the whanau mana motuhaki you know, deciding for yourself what is best for you and then just going out and do it, doing it. And if that means getting away from, you know, the established institutions and the, and the ways of life that people live, and if you decide that that's best for you, then, yeah, that's what decolonisation is about. It's about letting go of the dependency. I agree with Ngairo. I agree with him. I think we go and purchase all these things and, you know, we become materialistic. We don't really need them. And we can survive on, we were brought up like that, mm. to survive, mm. you know, and we don't need a lot of money. We don't mm. need a whole lot of flash things. And so tomorrow I better go and sell my Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> I need just enough money to buy coffee daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kapai Fano, that's our final for Carl. Thank Build you up. so much for joining us here on Uruponami. We are back next week. <laughs>